Hey y'all, this is Alex Tan. And this is Aram Campillo. And you're listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. A breath of fresh air when you need it most. Dude, I am going to go out on a limb and say this this one's going to be good. And, and I'm okay with putting that pressure on because I'm, I'm excited nervous. about this one. I, I, now I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, don't be. Uh, who, who are we talking to today? Uh, it's homie. Homie from Dallas. Uh, uh, we both really, really like mm-hmm. and uh, admire his work. And just, uh, you know, his lighting setup and his uh, art direction... Uh, which is is funny because, and he'll go into it, but it's just accumulation of his hard work and and just his train of thinking, which is very unique. Yeah, I think you always talk about uh, every time you come back from Dallas. Every time you go there for a shoot, you always come back and just talk about how, uh, yeah, I just had this conversation with, with an unnamed person, and, <laughs> and uh, I learned this and that. And so I I I haven't met him, but I'm really excited yeah. to kind of get to know him over this. Which yeah. which eventually those conversations led to the question was like why don't we just bring him on yeah i think we should just do a podcast of only people from dallas or texas <laughs> since this is he's like number five i so. know <laughs> but uh why don't we go ahead and introduce uh max max coots is it coots or cuts or cutes it's cute <laughs> how do you pronounce your name man oh hey guys um it's coots actually Coots, the two dots over the U. Right? Yeah, I figured. I figured actually, little secret. Um, my those aren't actually like legally there. Um, but oh, really? my entire life, I have gotten cuts, cutes, cuts, like, God, everything. And so I felt like adding those. I'm pretty sure it's correct, but I mean, I don't speak. <laughs> I don't speak German, but it's branding. It looks cool, so I, I'm fine with it's it. It's all branding, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, we're super excited to have you on. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Max is a super talented photographer, has a um, really awesome background. Um, we'll go ahead and let you kind of tell the story. So, Max, yeah. why don't you kind of, or I guess, yeah, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Max, Yeah, for the people that are listening in. Yeah, um, first of all, I'm super honored you guys have me. Um, it's just, I mean, it's awesome. I don't like, I'm just honored. Um, but uh, a little bit about my background. Um I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, which it's actually interesting to live back in Dallas um, because, I mean, I think it's it's easy to think that, like, I don't know, life hasn't taken off, but, like, in reality, my life now is very, very different than the life that I grew up in. Um, in some, and just, I mean, almost primarily great ways. Um, but, yeah, so I, I became a designer, uh, in high school in a small little private, private school, um, in Fort Worth. And I kind of had, um, gotten some experience. I submitted a t-shirt design that I made in illustrator, um, to a private school competition. And I got honorable mention. Um, (laughs) everybody, like (laughs) everybody hated it, but my art teacher yeah. supported me, which was awesome. Um, shout out yeah. to Mrs. Smith. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and um, after a couple of years kind of out of high school, out of school, uh, I spent a year touring um, with a band that no one has ever or probably will ever hear of. Um, and uh, kind of got more heavily in design there and, and then went to college and started dabbling in photography. Uh, God, just... Let me tell you, just the worst stuff you've probably ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> oh my hey, God. They won't let us see it. We all, we all start somewhere though, right? I think I look back at some of the stuff I first started doing and I'm just like, what was I thinking? You oh know? my gosh, yeah. But like, I hope, man, honestly, like I hope I can, I hope I can like in 10 years say the exact same thing about right now, right? Oh, totally. Uh, 100%. Because it's like, I mean, hope like hopefully my taste is always getting better. Um, and then like yeah. skill is always getting better to where you can look back and you know, you like you look back on eras of fashion and you're like, what? Yeah. Like, what, what were people thinking? Man. Like big, yeah. like big orange polos from like the early thousands. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I think that's something that we talk about a lot is just yep. this idea of what we make right now. It's crazy to think like even just a year ago, you look back at what you made then, and oh, at one yeah. point you thought that was the best thing you could possibly make, and it's like, dang, that's so wild. And that's I think that's one of the best like proven tracks of growth. Oh in my our gosh, own, like creative careers. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, it's so it's like, what's up? Were, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. What's up? Oh, I was just kind of continuing the story. Yeah, oh, so yeah, you, yeah. You were uh, <laughs> entering that show, and then you went. Okay, so I was in. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so I then I went to college and um, kind of dabbled in some photography stuff, and um, like kind of realized that I kind of had a little bit of a knack for it. Um, that like I could actually capture something that was relatively in focus. Um, and like conceptually somewhat okay. And I think it was actually really interesting. It's like when I found photography, I felt, I feel like my design actually got picked up quite a bit as well. Um, like I just, I just simply got better and, and everything that I did got better once I, you know, dedicated myself to one craft which is really interesting. Um, and I feel like that can kind of go across mediums of art. Um, and I'm, I'm not really positive what that is, but I think, I think in, I'm kind of contributing it right now to, to uh, building of taste. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I was, you were in, what's up? No, yeah. And, and I remember, like, I hadn't met you then, but you were like in Oklahoma, weren't you? Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma, which surprisingly is a really cool city. Like, I, I don't know if That's you would... Good. It's good to know. <laughs> no, it is. You Seriously, like, go, go, to, go to Tulsa and experience the creative community that was there. I, man, I learned so much from people in Tulsa that were just so much better than I, I was and am. And, like, um, man, it was such a like breeding ground for creatives it's so i mean that's kind of actually a weird yeah. thing to say <laughs> i say it out loud <laughs> i mean it probably was a breeding ground for creatives but um yeah. no but it, i mean it was really awesome um and anyway it was I so think if there's one no yeah, i think if there's one thing that this podcast has told me is that like creatives can come out of any little small town and i love that because i didn't i don't think i had that same I don't perception it, when i i don't think anybody we've talked to is like been born and raised in like new york or la or yeah yeah big city, that's awesome which is cool but it's like that those so, are the only places that you think of creatives being right like which like it's like terrible. the mecca it's like i'm gonna if i want to succeed i need to go to la portland new york or whatever yeah. right right which i mean to an extent it's probably in some ways easier but in a lot of ways harder in those cities you know right um anyways yeah. so yeah go ahead i was um I, so I, I, in college, actually my junior year of college, I got a call from, um, the owner of a company called music bed, which they do sync licensing, um, for film. So they like get music from artists and, um, sell them to filmmakers, uh, which is pretty cool. They've kind of like got themselves in both their hands and like both sides of this creative spectrum. Um, but anyway, I got a call from them to, to uh, come on the design team. Well, actually, I got a call on them just to come on the team. And at the time, I had been really, really paying attention to filmmaking um, and wondering if that was kind of the next step for me, as like a lot of photographers seem to do, um, which is really interesting because it's, it's so accessible today. Um, I, think, mm -hmm. I, think, I think people automatically think that that's a logical next step. It's going from still images to moving images. Um, which I've actually had to combat in my life, um, in my life, in my last couple years, <laughs> like right. not my life. I'm, you know, I'm 26. It's not like I'm 80 years old. Since a baby. Yeah. Fighting <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> From the womb, man. From the womb From of the womb. this. But no, and so he, he called me in and, uh, Daniel, the CEO called me in and we just like, just talked and like had a couple times where we just went and got coffee and hung out. And I actually, um, got put on the film team or asked to be on the film team and got put on the film team. Um, and I was there for, I would say six months to a year. I don't really remember the exact time. Um, but Oh my gosh, I learned how not good I was at being a DP. 
Um, hmm. It was really interesting. It's like it's like nothing, nothing correlated. Like all the stuff that I'd learned from photography, just it just didn't connect. And it was just like one of the most difficult times I've actually ever had in my creative life. Um, hmm. It was. Literally, I didn't know that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it was literally it like. Awesome? It was like it was like trying to shave down um, a square peg to fit the round hole, and it like it like uh, really hurt. You know what I mean? So uh, like things just like didn't make sense. No, it just didn't work. And like most of my creative life, I've 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 things have just like made, they've made sense and they've worked, which I'm I'm very grateful right. for. I'm very thankful for. Um, but yeah, it just it just didn't work. I always felt bad. I always felt like I wasn't doing something right or I was going too slow or something like that. And it's not music bed's fault as much as it is like, I just wasn't ready for that. Um, right. You were also like thrown into the wolves where like, those are like some of the talent that's come out of there is like top talent. Oh, incredible. <laughs> yeah. So it's like incredible. for you to start off and like compare yourself to, you know, maybe some of those guys must have been rough. I mean, oh, those man. guys hit the ground running mm-hmm. and they probably, and they had probably a smaller team than what they have now when you first started so they yeah. probably had you you know doing all kinds of crazy stuff that you just probably didn't feel ready for well the team was literally just me and this other guy like i oh. ca- i came onto the film <laughs> team and it was just <laughs> christian schultz which he's awesome he's a great filmmaker and doing a lot of really cool things yeah. now but um yeah man it was just him and i just came in and helped <laughs> and like mm. and yeah. he was oh, so yeah. you were early yeah you were early early man i was like this i was like the 16th hire at music bed so it's like, wow. um, and they've like, you know, they've like exploded since then, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it, like it wasn't Christian's fault or it wasn't Daniel's or anything at Music Beds. It was just like, I wasn't ready for like, like sim- the simple fact of like cutting down an interview took me like two days, whereas Christian can do it mm-hmm. in like 30 minutes and find the best clips. And right. I just wasn't working. And so I, I mean, I sat down and talked to Daniel. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I, this, it's not working for me. You know, what, what do you guys have? And over the series of weeks, they ended up putting me in charge of um, the photography for the film and music magazine, which, hmm. which is strange, man, because I got thrown into the, um, I got thrown into the film team and it just didn't work. It didn't click. It wasn't. I just, I just felt small. I didn't really feel like I was doing anything big. And then I got tossed back into the film and music thing and everything started clicking. Mm. Um, I don't, man, I can't, I don't know what to contribute that to, except that it was just, I was in the right place. Um, right. Like I, it, like every image I took, I felt like it was the best thing I'd ever taken. Um, and like, that's what other people said too. So I like understood that, I was going the right way and I was like helping as much as I could. And I was like taking ownership of something and I was able to do it. And man, it was, it was awesome. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. Anyway. So fast forward, I was there for about two years. I, um, just started getting this, like, we can talk about it a little bit later, but I started getting this, um, this itch that I wasn't fulfilling something that I needed to fulfill. Um, that there was like, there was a sense of ownership that I wasn't able to get. Um, working like like 40 percent on photography and then like 60 percent on like social media design you know what i mean right right and like and it was tough because it was tough because like i mean i like helping helping someone else's vision i like doing that for them but i just had this attachment like every single second that i wasn't designing something or taking a photo i was like googling um like gear and i was googling lighting techniques and i was googling um i was using this is horrible right this is actually gonna be a pointer for any photographer or anyone that wants to like kind of steal things um i found (laughs) i found an exit viewer online um Mm -hmm. and i would go to my favorite photographer's websites and grab the photo the image url or whatever and put it in the exit viewer and I could view like every single adjustment they made to the image. Huh. Like from That's the wild. exposure to the white balance <laughs> wow. to That's like crazy. I don't know how I, I don't know how I found it. But <laughs> oh man, I was up all night when I found it. Like I and yeah, so it's like yeah, yeah. so I learned so much of like <laughs> even Zero sleep, bro. You just like Oh dude. You just brutal. like broke the like yeah, the barrier between like but I, I mean, I think that's... Let me see the raws. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> but I think it's. I so think what it's are you shooting on? <laughs> I think it kind of shows a testament of character where it's you're just like, man, I just I just need to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So. Right. And I had to, man. And it was like, it, also, it's a thing. And if, if I mean, a business idea, if anybody wants to take it, like, there is no place that I feel like I can go and I can ask good creatives how they did something and I would get a good response. Right. So, so Max, I know we've talked about this, but I I think it'd be nice to bring it up because there's some creatives that almost like are the exact opposite and, and they are like very much, uh, they hold it like their only child, right? Any, anything that they do with their process, they don't like to share it and they're very stingy with that. Uh, As opposed to you, you're like, man, like feel free to ask me any question type of thing. Mm. Right. Well, so I mean, why do you think that is? <clears throat> I mean, it's insecurity, man. I think that like it's insecurity in art. It's wanting to hold things too close to the chest. It's like if mm-hmm. I, if it's the thought process that if I give someone my process or I give someone my <laughs> visco filter I use or whatever stupid thing, we can <laughs> right, whatever, right. Um, which by the way, little little side note, I use one visco filter for everything that I do. Um, <laughs> I'm the same. Shout, shout out! It is Portra 160 plus one. Month. You don't. You don't feel like you have to. I'm gonna blur it out. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> I wanted um, to hear it. No, but no, I mean, I think it's like, I think it's insecurity. It's like if I share my process, if I share um, my thing, then they're gonna surpass me, or they're gonna do something that's like mine, and right. I'm not gonna be unique anymore. But originality isn't yeah. found in the process, right? Originality is found in the person. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's the thing I wanted to get to is that you always told me is like, man, it's not necessarily the process or, or, or the, the technical. It's, it's, the, it's the taste and it's the idea. So like, yeah. you, you and somebody else could be handed the same thing, but the, you're going to get it and you can do it the same way, but the results are going to be different because you're a different person and you're a different artist than they are. Exactly. And that, and that has to be the case. Like I, I, the, the first time I actually started thinking about this, um, Chris Schoonover or Schoonover, I always get his name messed up, but everybody gets my name messed up. So I'm okay. Like messing up other people's (laughs) names. Um, but anyway, no, uh, Chris Schoonover, he is actually the first one to tell me that I just, I like hadn't, I think I'd met him once before and I just emailed him or messaged him on Instagram and I was like, Hey, what, what, what did you do here? He ste- he like step by step <laughs> every single thing, and I was like, no way, because I had literally a month ago emailed this other dude that I thought was really cool, and he just yeah. like crapped on me. Like he was just like he was just like, hey man, like I worked really hard to get here, um, and you can find it too. And like I look back at that right. dude that I asked, his work is awful. Like you know what I mean? Like it was one of those guys yeah, that yeah, like yeah. that like. And he's probably not awful. He's probably a great dude living his best life, whatever. Um, but like, but like, he's one of those guys that like you look back and he was, I mean, relevant in like that time era. And then like that's it. Um, yeah. But that's a testament. I think that like, and Chris is not that way. He's growing and he's moving. And the process that he told me about is probably completely different than the process he has now, you know what I mean? Cause he's growing and he's moving and he's not holding on to a process. Right. I, I think we, so I work like really closely with like a few people or have in the past, like Evan and Mackenzie who are like mm-hmm. on the other side of mouthwash and um, even Abe too. And um, I don't think there's anything better than being able to hang out with people who are just totally comfortable with sharing how, how exactly they do things because they trust that you're going to be able to, you know, take elements of that and take elements of some of the other things that you learn and yeah. kind of create something into your own, like whatever it is that is, yeah. this is mine, you know? Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. And I think, I think there's value in that, but like you're saying, there's like a lot of people out there who just won't share anything at all. And, and I've always been curious as to why people are like that. Yeah. And I think insecurity is probably the biggest reason, you know, you think about how you think about how like people are like, Oh, I'll just share all my process. And it's like, man, like if, like you said, it's like if all of your creative comes down to you clicking a couple of buttons on a piece of software and you're afraid that like if you show somebody that, that, you, you know, it's going to give away everything that you have to offer, then yeah. maybe there's just pieces of your creative that are, are lacking. Like maybe yeah, there are totally. things that you need to work on that like nobody else could ever do even if they tried. You know? Right, right. And then I think that's originality so. and that's just maybe, I don't know, it's being, it's being like bold enough to not really care that you're doing something kind of the same 
Does that, right. It doesn't make sense. It's kind of an abstract thought, but like I'm doing a shoot right now for you guys, actually. Um, or I'm using uh, just white noise on old TVs. And that's not really an original idea. Um, that's not really an original process. That's not really like an original, like new whatever. But like ultimately that doesn't matter because the thing that I shoot is going to simply be original because um, it's, I mean, it's who I am. Um, right. And it's, and no one else has shot that the way that I have. And like, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually really stoked on the images because they're different than anything I've ever done. Um, and I do feel like they're different than a lot, most people have done, but ultimately I don't care because if I, if I try to compare myself to the, the like guys that I think are awesome or they're doing something, um, I will never be original because I'll be too afraid to break out of the mold. Right. You'll, yeah. I think we're, I mean, everybody talks about, I think people treat the steal like an artist book as like the Holy grail. And I don't, necessarily like <laughs> yeah like to some, extent, that, to some yeah. extent some people are like but there are like a lot of like true things in there where it talks about like if you if all you're ever concerned about is oh if this looks too similar to this or uh yeah yeah you just like start getting really timid and it feels like you're walking on eggshells and then you never actually end up producing anything because you feel as if um i think there's like a freeing thought in that book yeah. that talks about how um nothing is truly 100 percent original you should just free yourself from this idea of like being too worried about trying to you know like be so original to the fact that it doesn't even it doesn't even resonate with anybody that, that right. sees it right um, so yeah i think you're totally right on that point yeah because there's yeah, a lot i just want to point out yeah go ahead that i am extra happy that uh you like the fact that you know the big reason why mouthwash was even started was to to kind of break us out of that like you know mm -hmm. and the fact that you're you know you're learning and pushing things that you haven't shot yeah uh before is awesome because that's what that's what exactly what we wanted yeah, yeah i mean the goal with the magazine that is getting released in january was like how do how do we and then like my piece the piece that i shot for i'm really excited about but it's like i've never done that type of work before right. and i was always and i'm always afraid to share it because i'm like i don't even i don't know what people would think of, you know yeah. and that was the idea with the magazine is like how do we just make things that we don't really care whether or not people what people right. think about it right so, because yeah, like we're super excited because i'm so stoked but like dark images on instagram like don't get as much likes quote unquote as like light right right and like right. The, sh the shoot that i did is like the dark not dark as in like metaphysically spiritually dark but it's just literally like i underexposed <laughs> everything and like i yeah. and, and like but i don't really care like it's actually funny i sent it i sent um some of the footage because we filmed it too like i sent some of the footage to a friend of mine um he was like cool 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 i'd love to see you film stuff like your normal photo shoots <laughs> and i was like i laughed a little bit because what like, does that mean i don't know like <laughs> like i laughed a little bit because i was like um well yeah like i probably will like i'll probably not always do this dark thing and go back to some of the things that i'm probably more like natural at but like i have to break away you have to do something right. different or else your stuff's going to become stale. Like if you have the yeah. like the images that get, I don't know, <laughs> 25 likes on Instagram <laughs> versus the images that get like <laughs> 3,000, like you have to have the bombers right. that you like. Right. Like, because it doesn't, yeah. it ultimately doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Dude. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Dude, I, uh, before I forget, there's yeah. a, there's something I kind of wanted to bring up when you were telling your story about how uh, you were kind of doing this thing for music bed and you were, uh, you just realized that, man, I just wasn't good at being a DP or I wasn't good mm -hmm. at filmmaking. Um, and I think you might have really good value or insight on this topic in general, but uh, at what point were you okay with kind of letting go of this idea of being a DP and kind of moving on to something else? Cause I, I feel as if there's a lot of people in the industry that, uh, they, things just like aren't working out for them. And, yeah. and I think there's a lot of people, there's a lot of advice out there that says, don't ever give up, like wake up every day, like <laughs> grind, hustle, like just grind some more after you grind in the morning. Like yeah, you know, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. that just say like never give up. Um, but I think you're a really socially aware person where you were kind of in a point where you're like, man, this, like being a DP wasn't work, like things weren't clicking. It didn't resonate for me. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that struggle with like this idea because everybody in, in the world is telling them, hey, don't ever give up. Mm -hmm. um, but for some people, it might be smart to just try something else and kind of move on. Like, what, do you, right. what is your like, kind of thought on that? 
Um, well, dude, it was actually, it was pretty heartbreaking actually. Um, because yeah. like I wanted so much to be good at this. I really did, man. Like I wanted to not give up. I wanted to keep right. pushing and like, and like try to grind this thing down to the point where like I fit into a, this mold or whatever. Um, right. but then I don't know, man, I've, I've kind of got this philosophy that if you're good at something, like it's going to be tough because that's simply the world is tough and working hard is tough. But it's going to be like the most enjoyable, joyful, like fun, easy thing you'll ever do. Like if you're in the right. Right. So you like. What? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, Go ahead. I just feel like if you're in the right place, it like things click. Right. And when I find myself outside of that place, um, outside of that thing that I'm like, that I'm naturally skilled at or naturally good at or whatever. Um, like I just want to get out. Like my whole life kind of feels um like it's going somewhere that I don't want it to go or like, it's way too hard. <laughs> like, like, like way too difficult, yeah. like not in a good way. Um, right. and so I was like, I just like kind of, I was like reserved to like, you know, step back and like humble myself and say that I'm not as good as I think I am. Um, maybe one day it will be, but I'm just going to like put myself under the leadership of people that know better than me. So like that was Daniel. And he told me, he was like, I really think you'd be, you'd really shine well on a design team. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just do that. And, and I like, I stopped myself and we did that. And then the photography thing happened and it just started clicking and it was like, okay, okay, okay. This, I get it. This, okay. I got it. This is my path right now. <laughs> like, yes. And you're like, oh, oh man, I'm like actually having fun with this. Like this makes sense. I, I know that what I'm making is good. And right. maybe like, those were the things that you, you weren't feeling that way with being a dp not at all not at all and it's right. and i mean it sucks which actually now um little pra praise report um i like the, the the times i've been able to like direct films rather than dp them it's been like the most rewarding and fun and like adventurous and clicking thing ever so yeah. it, so it's like so it's really helpful i will never be a dp oh my gosh i i, I can't i'm just i'm just bad at it so max but I think there's a reason for that. Yeah. And, uh, and we've talked about this in person. It's and you you almost like call yourself as selfish. Uh, but I, I I would disagree. I would reword it to even just like you you you're not you're very strong uh, as far as ideation and uh, you you love to concept and and then so like that translates to direction. You know, as yeah. a, For film, um, and, and that's why you like to be behind the camera because you can make that stuff happen. Right. Uh, so when you try to do it differently, it it you know it was a big jump because I feel like from jumping from a photographer to filmmaker, there's a lot of technical aspects that are different that can make it almost create barriers for you to make that come to life. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I did struggle with that though. Like, but, I did struggle with that like owner that thought of like feeling like <laughs> I'm someone that wants ownership of something, and that being a inherently bad thing. Um, and having to switch my mind to say that it's actually inherently a good thing because it's people that own things and like put in the work to own something that like make waves in the world or like, or actually own something, you know? Yeah. But, but I feel like the best directors and the best photographers have that. Yeah. Like, you, know, you have to, you have to, yeah. because then otherwise if, if, if you don't have that, it's, you're going to be too nice and someone else is going to eventually, yeah. uh, over overextend themselves and, and it becomes their idea more than yours right exactly and it's like it's you having to strike the balance between um like wanting to own something and knowing that like you have the vision for this and so your vision is going to be king mm -hmm. but also like balancing that out with just simply loving people um yeah because that's got to drive me like this is, that drives why i do art that drives why i live that's why everything is just simply like showing love to people and like, it's hard, man. It's hard to like have a have this vision, have this idea, and not just like steamroll the crap out of people. Because <laughs> because like because like it, well, it's so easy to be like really authoritative and be like, this is my idea. Like everybody, get out of my way. Yeah, like, I, that's easy. Yeah, yeah it is. Like, don't you dare bring that. Yeah, don't you dare add to this. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna ruin it. And you're like you're like going and you're like having fun and like you think that people are like going with you and like having fun with you. And then that project's over and people's like, man, you were just the worst to work with this week. Like they, they look like they just got sent through like a world war or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And like you they thought they were like, like you're just like, yes. Go ahead. No, you just thought you were like rocking with them the whole time. And they're like, 
flat on the ground. Right, like you're having fun, like barking orders, and then everybody's like, oh my gosh, I'm dead. Like, can we go home now? <laughs> yeah. Dude, someone told me that right. once, actually. They were like, they're like, man, you blind, you, you sorry, you um, steamroll too much. And it like blindsided right. me because I had no idea. Like, I thought people were like, right. loved my ideas, and they're like, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. Um, right. But yeah, and so I had to kind of, I had to reset myself um, pretty kind of early on and like, and remember that I can't do this thing alone. I can't, like, we can't, like, I, we were never built, ever, 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 like, anything creative, I don't think was meant to be a one-man job, um, yeah. because, like, man, two creatives, like, two minds, two uh, skill sets are way stronger than mine by myself. Yeah, right, totally so, true. So, I can't, I can't steam it all if I want to, like, if I want to, like, preach yeah. that <laughs> i want to like say that <laughs> yeah like you come on set with me and i'm like what's up you little piece of crap like <laughs> go do what i want you know right so, so now you're just trying to like you just try to practice what you preach because i think it's easy to forget those kinds of things when we get on set oh for sure it almost becomes it almost becomes a one-man show but i think it's interesting that you said that your your drive as a creative person is to to love people and i think that's a really really awesome way of approaching that because mm -hmm. when you're loving people you're you're considerate of their feelings you're considerate of their skill set and how they can be benefiting the entire project or the vision as a whole right and if we're not loving people then it's really easy to just kind of fall into a, a state of selfishness yeah like you were saying uh so yeah i think that's super cool i feel like people lose sight of that though like For some sure. people oh, get easily like, man. they let it get to their head really good and um I feel like they, they're not as good. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I say all these things, I say all these things and like that I want to, and that I want to do this, but it's like, there's, it gets to mine too. You know, mm -hmm. I still have times where like, I'm <laughs> like, I'm, I'm kind of a jerk to people. Uh, and like, I, I don't, you know, obviously I don't want to, and my philosophy and my like mindset is to not do that. But at the end of the day, like I'm human and I'm like, I can't always hundred percent do the thing that I want to do, you know? Right. How do you cope with that? How do you counter or, you know, just, counter, um, I guess it's kind of got to be just, humility. it's got to be humility. Yeah. Um, I've got to be able, I've got to be able to come to the end of myself and say like, if say I was working with subject a, so I was working with this girl or this guy and I like just ran them over and destroyed them in the process. Like I've, I've got to, come to end of, the end of myself and realize that like that's I mean that's just simply not okay and like issue the immediate apology like a sincere apology too not like yeah. not like I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings <laughs> but, right, like, right, right. but like my bad <laughs> my bad yeah but like seriously yeah. like, like uh, please you know I want to work yeah. with you again I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry like I want whatever and I think that just like I don't know you hear about so many successful people um, I think Steve Jobs is a great example. That dude is just an insane, he was an insane visionary. But like, I mean, yeah. his, his life has kind of shown that like he didn't really have a ton of love in it. And like his legacy has kind of been tarnished by it. Yeah, I think a lot of people, even though anytime you hear anything about Steve Jobs, it's like, oh, he was amazing. He's such a brilliant yeah. mind. And then there's always the second conversation that follows up was like, well, have you heard about how much of an asshole he was? Or, exactly. And it's hard for me to, and it's hard for us to say, and we don't know what's true, but like, it's what you're saying. It's like, that's the legacy that's living on mm -hmm. every single day. It's like, man, how we really affect people and how we treat people when we work with them really does kind of affect our work and like our legacy, like you're saying as a whole. Right. Like I would Rex, rather, do you have a, what's up? Oh, go for it. Yeah, no, I was just say, I was going to say, I would rather have my legacy be that I was kind to people and then I like everybody that was around me wanted to be around me and like didn't ever want to leave being around me, then I just took a great photo. Right. I mean, because that, that's weak. Max, it's weak compared to it. What's up? I, I want to touch up on this um, just because I know you're a little personal and uh, I feel like that's a big reason why you're the way you are. Yeah. Uh, you have a very close group of people. Yeah. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you rely on them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to keep you, you know, in check. Yeah. And I think it's important for us as creatives as we grow to have those group of people. Yeah, it is, man. I think if you, you say so? I think, I think we are built for community and we are built for honesty in the community. Like I've got, 
I've got a couple friends that will. <laughs> if I ever stray off the path, they will just give me a swift kick in the balls. Um, real, just instantly. Um, and I think, man, I like we need that. Just as humans, and as creatives for sure, because we can all get in our heads, but just as humans, period. Um, you need someone that's going to be able to set you right when you're, you can't see the right path for yourself, ultimately. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, Max, I think one thing that we want to talk to you about mm-hmm. is, uh, uh, I, I know you're, you've been freelance for a while now, right? Yeah. Two years. Two years. Wow. Okay. So that's big. Um, and one thing that, uh, I've always noticed is that you, I feel like you don't really share, uh, probably as much as, as what you're making all yeah. the time. Right. Yeah. No that way. Boy on fire. <laughs> his, his library is probably doesn't share. Um, <laughs> And it's funny, it's funny to me because, and Ava's actually kind of talked to me about your philosophy behind it, which I'll let you share in a second, yeah, yeah. but, or actually, actually I'll go ahead and let you share. So what, what is your kind of like philosophy or your theory on like, why don't you post that fire that's in your library, dude? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, man, I think that like, I, okay. So I'll just say that I have about, um, out of all of my work, I sit on about 90% of it and I post about 10%. And that's why you'll see me post <laughs> maybe once a month. Well, three times because I got to do the three row thing on Instagram. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, for yeah. you know, a hashtag aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, But no, like I, I um, yeah, I'm shooting pretty constantly, especially now that I'm two years into this freelance thing. I mean, because I know both of you guys know, like when you're first getting started, you're shooting maybe once a like two months and like nobody knows who you are or like nobody still right. knows who I am, but more people do now. Um, right. But yeah. And I, I, I mean, if I, if I, if I just put out everything that I do and I try just for like the, um, follows or the, um, uh, shoot, what is that word? Oh my God. What is that word? <laughs> not, not the life. Engagement, yeah. Clout. Yeah, the clout. Yeah. If, I, if, <laughs> if, if I just po- post for, like, the engagement or, like, getting whatever hundred thousands of followers or whatever, um, I don't really feel like I'd be honest to the people that I'd be posting towards. And that's me, man. Like, that's not, that's not me pressing that sure, onto somebody sure, sure. else. Like, because, like, yeah. there are people who, like, they post 100% of their stuff and 100% of it is great. <laughs> I'm not, right. I'm not that. Um, I, I get really dissatisfied with, with about 90% of what I make because it, it's not because I'm like, as a creative, I have to be dissatisfied with that stuff, but like there are times where I literally just know that I could do better. Um, and that I do have better coming down the pipeline. So I'm just going to let my best work stand on its two feet and not try to supplement it with my work. That's just simply not at that level yeah. Even if it's a work, yeah. even if it's a piece of work that will garner more likes than something that I think is the best. Sure, like something you're more interested in sharing things that better represent the kind of work that you want to make and be hired for, as opposed to just kind of sharing, exactly, like whatever you're doing. Exactly, and I think we have, a, I think we have a culture right now too where, um, if you don't, if you, if you do that, if you, if you don't post every day, you get lost or people forget about right, you, right. or it's this like fast paced culture. And I don't, I just honestly, I don't really want to like give, submit to that. I think, and like saying this now, and I think there's going to be a time when I am going to be posting every day for a season, um, mm-hmm. simply because I want to challenge myself to be able to make right. the 10% work because I have to, because I won't let myself, like if, if I make a decision to post every day, and all of the work I'm doing is bad, I will just leave that decision. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to work so hard to make everything that 10% for that time period just to simply challenge myself as a creative or challenge myself as a photographer or a marketing person or whatever. Um, and so, but ultimately, I think that the answer is, is that like good work has to be able to live on its own outside of uh 
the daily engagement social media social media like man I, I was i was at a i was at a gallery at this photographer's gallery here in dallas um the, at the contemporary and um man this dude's work spanned like from 1982 on hmm. like w- why can't my work do that i mean obviously like right, i mean hopefully right. my work <clears throat> 30 years from now is going to be i probably won't even want to talk about my work now but like why can't why can't it like why can't i <clears throat> why can't i take an image right now and in two years post it and it be still a yeah. part of the body of work you know what i mean like yeah I don't, why do we have to also do like your, your train of thought also goes in line with the type of work you want to do you, you said to yourself mm-hmm. you don't want to be doing a lot of social media work so it doesn't make sense that you your frequency or, or standards are, are for social media you want to right. do uh, and and i think it serves you better as an artist because if you're only putting your best work, that means your clients are only seeing your best work. That means right. you're only going to be hit up for your best work. That right. means your day rate can be a, a reflection of your best work. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and I see, and I see a, uh, a lot of times just because, uh, you know, I, I freelance by myself, like myself, and I battled with that. With there is this other train of thought of like. You know, you go to Twitter, you go to Instagram, and you, you see artists post all the time where you can't even ignore them, and and I think it's great, but it it, it just goes in line with the type of work that you want to do, and mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I was I was battling with what what I wanted to do, yeah, uh, wh- whether I wanted to post all the time or or I wanted just to post my best, yeah. Um, so it just I feel like you really have to ask yourself like, well, what do you want to do? What type of work do you want to do? Right. Um, like, if you want to do the filler stuff, please go ahead. Like, seriously, that's nothing. There is nothing. wrong with that and that bothers me when people are like my way is the only really right way and everything else is wrong because it's like yeah because man like if you want to do something different do it and like don't let anybody tell you that that like their way is better than yours because like that's not how the world works like that's how that's not how anything works like Mm -hmm. there's no way that like my opinion like my my worldview and philosophy works for me um, as a creative, right. it works, it works the, the level of stuff that I'm doing right now, the level of stuff I want to be doing, but actually this is pretty funny. Um, I've actually been punished kind of for, uh, not posting a ton of work. Um, and I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll explain that. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm in the process right now of, um, working on getting represented as a photographer and <laughs> it's been a kind of a long battle. Um, still a long battle. I thought I had won and then turns out I, I just had to fight again. <laughs> um, like, yeah, and there've yeah, yeah. been a couple people that I've talked to a couple agencies and like one of the biggest responses I got was, was from an agency who go unnamed because I don't no way I'm going to tarnish their reputation. Um, but like she, uh, the, the manager, she emailed me and she goes, Hey, thank you so much for reaching out. Um, sorry. Uh, you're, thank you so much for reaching out. Your work is really awesome. Your lighting is really clean and great. Your concepts are clear. Um, and there's just clear direction and great things happening in your portfolio. <clears throat> and like, I'm like reading halfway through and I'm like, yeah, come on. Like, what's up? I'm fe- feeling good. That is nice. Looking in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like reading the email to yourself, like checking out the mirror. That boy's like, smacking his lips. <laughs> <laughs> it slaps. <laughs> um, but no and then i get to the bottom of the email and she just goes but there's simply not enough work in your book and it, it like it, it like it like i'm obviously it hurt um and i had to like kind of step back and realize that you know my work is not a is not an extension of myself like it is it is separate i'm i'm good i'm not first and foremost an artist i'm first and foremost a person and a lover and you know all right. that um and a friend and whatever um but so i i uh i responded and i was just like i'm damn so honored you like my stuff thank you so much um i, I just let you know i only post about 10 percent, even on my portfolio page of what i do because it represents truly the artist that i want to be um i can send you more if you like um but uh, it's still not going to be as much as probably you're looking for. Um, also, P.S. That's why I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. like I talk to re- I talk to agencies and representation that I may be able to like survive 
and do more good work. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, pretty, dude, I think, yeah, go ahead. I, I think, I think it's interesting. Um, when you're, you're talking about this It's actually really been like making me think about, um, kind of where I am at mm-hmm. and like, I guess like the reason or the way I kind of got into all this is because at one point in my life, like three years ago, I was, I was shooting every single day and yeah. I would, Man. I would, uh, you know, share like one thing probably a day or a f- like four or five things a week. You're posting like twice a day. Yeah. You know, I was at a point where I was just sharing so much yeah. and I don't know. I felt like the volume and consistency and the commitment to myself, uh, inevitably made me more skilled at what I was doing. So yeah. like, and, and it's, I guess it's a different conversation to say that you can go make things every single day. Um, if you, if you want, and you're still going to get better at what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might be a little weird to say, but I think that sharing things kind of helped me validate in a way that I was growing and yeah, not, but it, it is weird. Cause it's like, I don't, I obviously, my frame of thinking now is not in a way where I think that social media or like if this thing gets a thousand likes, then it's, it's good. Or if this thing gets a hundred likes, then it's bad. Like, I don't think that way, Yeah. but you know, there's, there are things that social media does give you in a way where it's like, like, you know, maybe more brands are reaching out to you or like more people are like hitting you up to like collaborate on projects and, and you are just becoming more noticed and people just kind of want like to know who you are and stuff like that. And but I am at a point now where I feel a little scattered and it's hard for me to kind of contain who I want to be or what I want to be as an artist. Like I have a huge portfolio of like food photography, I have yeah. a huge portfolio of like portrait photography and some landscapes. And I think it's a little bit harder to kind of package myself and brand myself now that I've like kind of buried myself in this hole. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think it is interesting because there's the opposite side of that where it's like, yeah, only show your best work, only want to get hired for the, the mm-hmm. work that you want to do. And I think about maybe, maybe this is me and my personality, but I think about if I were to only share the things that I was most proud of, like, dude, it would be there, the the amount would be so little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, I, that, yeah. Scares me. that scares me, you know? That's evidenced by the fact that I only post like once a month. I literally, I think I went three months without posting anything. And like, I've been hit with that, man. Like I've been hit with the downside of that really hard. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like, I don't, I don't think it's too forward. It might be too forward to say if it is, you guys, please let me know. Um, but like, I don't think it's too forward to say that like, if I, if I got given the opportunity that my work would be able to speak for itself. Um, right. and if it got shown to a million people, then like a, fra- a percentage of them would want to follow me and want to continue seeing my work. Um, but like, I mean, I, I don't have a big following um there's yeah. a true following which is great like it, they're real people but like i'm i think i have like four thousand followers on instagram and i probably get on average uh 300 to 500 likes an image um which is awesome and i'm super grateful for it and like that's dude that's 500 people like that's a big that's yeah, a pretty that's a big that's a lot of people um right. like like we, we think about like we look at like all these dudes with like 32 million followers and like i mean that's that, like a million likes like that's a lot of people but like 500 people yeah, is a lot of people yeah. and oh yeah. yeah like like um and it's not that i'm like okay with only staying at like the level that i'm at because i'm really not um i'm not like i i'm i'm not okay with whether it's career wise or creatively wise staying at the level i'm at but like it's but my career isn't the thing that like ultimately satisfies me or like makes me know that I'm a personal success. Um, but like, I don't know, man. That's like, ultimately like I've, I've been, I've taken a hit on it because I don't have that huge following. I don't have a ton of people reaching out for collaborations. Um, and like, like I, I just, I don't have that yet. Um, and I'm okay with it because I know that it'll come. It's a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, and that's the come. thing. And that's the thing. It's like if I'm, I would rather build. I mean, honestly, personally, I would rather build ten thousand followers in a course of four years that all will follow me till my last post or my last image taken. <laughs> <laughs> you know until what I mean? The day you die. Right? Until the day that I die, they want to be a part of Max Kutz's career. <laughs> Um, no, I totally. Until you archive every single thing you've ever posted. <laughs> oh man, I've archived so much. It's bad. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst tool. It is, dude. It's, it's, it, yeah, it makes you really look inward. Um, but no, and, but then rather, other than like gaining 75,000 followers overnight from like being suggested, but there's nothing wrong with being suggested. There's not. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people get like so much work and career growth through being suggested, and that's awesome. And like, like on the surface, sometimes I'm like, oh man, if only. If only I could get suggested, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I'm kind of like, like again, like reset myself and be like, no, hold on. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm growing something. I'm growing a following. I'm growing. Right. And like, it's kind of an exponential type thing. Like, you know, you get, you reach a landmark and then more people talk about you and then you reach another landmark. Um, but like, I hope that every single person that like, get, that like I have the honor of them following me, like, get to have a say in my like work or in my life or maybe not like a say in my life. There's some weird people yeah. out there. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like, like I want them to feel like they're on this journey with me. Um, sure. And so I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I'm fine with where I am right now. Um, right now. Well, like if I'm where I am well, right dude, now in a week that I'm not going to be fine with it, but yeah, I almost yeah. like think about it like this. You're just it only takes like one person or one agency to really like see what you want them to see and take a chance on you. Yeah, um, exactly. So w- while you might not have that chance yet, uh the longer it waits, the more prepared you're going to be for when you finally do a chance. Exactly. Do have that chance because there's a lot of people that are rep that are honestly in I'll speak for you, but they're not as good as you. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're and they have more resources, they have more uh people they get to work with more projects more brands yeah. uh so but when you do get that chance i have fully confident in you that you're gonna you know you're you're gonna be hungrier and also just more ready for it than when they had that chance because you know you've kind of sat back and and uh and just kind of watched uh or not even watched yeah. but just like been patient and waited yeah. and you know put yourself out there hey you're gonna make me cry huh. <laughs> dude, no, man, that means uh, a lot to me, though. Thank you. dude uh kind of speaking about that where you're you're talking about kind of like playing this long game uh mm-hmm. and this is kind of the to kind of end things because we don't have too much time left yeah but uh i guess in your experience i mean you're only 26 so it's not like you're like 40 or 50 or whatever but <laughs> yeah. compared to you yeah. <laughs> like what, <laughs> what is i i guess my question for you is what i i think that a lot of creative people struggle with setting achieving long-term goals because it's all about right now like you were mm-hmm. talking about just like post right now get the likes right now you know mm-hmm. uh, why am i not hired yet um yeah what do you what do you think is the key in achieving like long-term goals in a world that is kind of centered around the right now instant gratification yeah right. yeah man that's actually it's really um thick with tc's question um right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really is two C's. Man. Two C's. Thick with two C's. Um, <laughs> but no, man. I think it's. I think it's really important just to simply not get discouraged, um, because you may not be the person that gets suggested. You may not be the person that yeah. gets like immediate like following. And like, if you don't get discouraged, if you if if honestly, if you can separate yourself and who you are from getting a following or being famous or being any of that um and you can whether it's whether it's like working another part-time job and locking down and like committed to growing um i'm fully convinced that if ever if anybody like if anybody put pushes enough and they know they want to do it and they find so much joy in it like obviously if you don't find joy in it and you're trying to push to make something happen stop stop doing that chill out, find your, find your gift, find your call or find whatever. Um, but man, if you love this and it's not happening and it's not working, like be patient, um, lockdown, know that it's coming, know that if you seriously, I'm convinced if you work hard enough and long enough, you'll make it like, it may not be the make it that you expected when you started, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you'll make it. Um, and I think that you'll, right. you'll, you'll, um, cause I mean, like you don't really, I mean, obviously you do see a lot of people like on the street who haven't made it in their life. Um, 
but like, I mean, I think if, if you just don't simply, if you don't give up and I say it very differently than how we were talking earlier about like knowing when you're not working at something and being able to step back and say, I'm going to move on. Um, right, yeah. but like simply like being diligent. I think there's a, there's a difference between being the diligent and just being an idiot. Uh, like, yeah. like, well, most people give up like the first couple of years. Totally. Yeah, I totally. think that's the thing that Abe always talks about that too. Is like, it. I think the first couple, two or three years of taking yourself seriously as a creative is is got to be some of the hardest years oh of your God. life. Is because mm-hmm. you're you're pouring all your heart and everything you have into it, and you're just like waiting for your big break, and you're watching all your friends kind of get the jobs that you mm-hmm. wish you got, and mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people just don't make it over the hump. Oh yeah, you get your heart broken. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean it's. Oh. I don't know so why much. any of us choose this life sometimes. <laughs> no. like, what are we doing? You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like the constant dissatisfaction, the constant like mourning mm-hmm. sometimes. But yeah, I think the people who become really successful are are the ones who just get, they just get over the hump. Yeah. Right. Dude, I've had people laugh at me when I like, I remember I was negotiating salaries and they're like laughed at me <laughs> and told me, they told me I was too young or that like, you know. That was crazy. <laughs> I, I think those are the things that turn people away. Yeah. You know? so, I mean, I've been doing this freelance thing for two years now, and it, it's so strange because it is simultaneously the most rewarding and, oh, my God, the most difficult thing I've ever done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <clears throat> there are times when I have, <clears throat> there are times when I have, you know, $10,000 in my account, and there are times when I have $10 in my account, Right. And like that, I mean, obviously that's kind of like the first couple of years of business period. Um, like with any business, like you're going to have some loss before you get some gain. <clears throat> um, and it's also maybe a, maybe a, a form of not being the best always with spending money <laughs> correctly, <laughs> but like <laughs> but still, still besides that, besides yeah, that. Lay off the avocado toast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And all the copies like for a day. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been terrifying, but it's been the most exciting thing that I've ever done. So. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, um, thanks for hopping on. I, I guess yeah, I, the only thing I'd want to, you know, this is your first podcast, if I'm correct. Yeah. First podcast. Here's the question. Here's the question. How you feeling? Oh man. What's what, what what's your rating? One to 10. Uh, one no, don't ten? give him a number. Don't, don't give him a number. Don't How's he number? supposed to answer it? <laughs> just, just, just t- you're beautiful with words. Tell us. <laughs> how, um, did you feel as, how did you feel as you did? Uh, I, I mean, I feel pretty, I feel great. Uh, I think that like I've, I first started out and like it's a different format than what I've done. Like I've, I've taught classes. I've, I've like spoken in front of people most of my life. Um, and it's ironic because most of the time I didn't have anything good to say. Um, but <laughs> no, like this medium is super different. So like I was, I was like sitting on my couch when you get, when, when we first got on the, the call and I was like, wait, this is way too informal. So I moved to my table and sat on my stool. And then I was like, once we kind of got in the rhythm of it and I've kind of like the nerves kind of died down, I'm, I have now paced the length of my apartment, like 15, 30 times <laughs> since we started. You know what I mean? Nice. Okay. Yeah. But you know, your, your apartments, you know. It's it's not that big. It's yeah, not that big. That's, that's okay, maybe we'll make 40, 50 times. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, but is there anything else you'd like to add before we kind of wrap up? Um, like, you know, my- I don't think so. I think I, I, think I feel uh, pretty good. There's a question you guys have on here that, like, that you were talking to me about earlier about, like, do I feel like I'm going to stay in photography? Um, yeah. And um, I'll say that, yes, I do. I do feel like I will all, it will always be a part of my life. No, I don't think it will always be my career. Um, because again, I think that I think that I think that it's not about being a photographer. It's not about being a painter or a filmmaker or whatever. It's about building taste. And whether that, and for me, maybe not for somebody else, but for me, um, <clears throat> and photography is the medium in which that's happening right now. Um, yeah. I think that one day I'm so going to probably go on to own something or to brand something or to whatever, like whether it's business or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or whether it's uh, filmmaking or I become a nudist and just paint the rest of my life, like <laughs> whatever it is, 
Like, right, right. It's, the thing it's building that is is taste, and because I'm I am commissioned, and I am um, I am called for shoots and in in jobs and anything based on taste, not really based on my yeah. skill. Because you can meet people that are the most tasteful people but have no technical skill, and you just get envious of them. And then you meet people that have the most technical skill and they're gearheads, and then you're just like, your work is just stale, y'all. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Woo! There it is. Man, let me take a breath of that one. That's like <laughs> some wisdom. Yeah, Come on. That, that was really good. I th- Max, I think you put into words something I've been trying to figure out myself mm. because I like don't ever want to brand myself as like a one medium type of person. No. Like I just want to be able to exemplify what I see as good in whatever medium I'm able to touch. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and yeah, it's going to take time to touch different mediums, but, but totally. it's, you had, uh, don't lock yourself in if you don't want to, um, you know, the whole yeah. Jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, you know that it's not actually the original saying is not Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, mm. the original saying is Jack of all trades, trades still better than a master of one. Oh, wow. It's like the complete like opposite. I think somebody just switched it and it rhymes, so somebody yeah. just carried it down. <laughs> I know, or something. Yeah, I don't so know what happened. Okay, so says right. Wikipedia, which, I mean, I trust Wikipedia. <laughs> Take but, it with the yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. man, I think that if you want to do other things, like don't don't lock yourself into being like that one thing if you don't want to. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Thank you for joining. Um, right, of course. Thank you for giving us your wisdom and uh, hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you guys want to see more of Max's work, uh, check him out on Instagram at MXKTZ or uh, his website at fancy.af. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Later, guys. That's the best. You, how did you get that? Oh, I had to go through two weeks of talking to the Afghanistan government. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to cut it. I think it's a good time to cut it. All right. Thanks again for listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. As always, all of our sound and music is done by Brandon Miranda. You can find more of his work at soundcloud.com slash Brandon underscore Miranda. And for more information, follow us on social media or check us out at mouthwash.co.